Welcome to the Florida Versus Podcast. You know, I got one for you. Holy cow! Happy Friday, everybody. I hope you're enjoying your Friday, or whenever you're listening to this uh, over the weekend. I'm your host, today and every day, Peter Murphy. Welcome back, Floridians, to another episode of Florida Versus. First thing I want to say is, if you'd like to support this podcast by doing more than just simply listening to it, go ahead and write a review on Apple Podcasts if you'd like, or if you'd like to go even a step further, give a monthly contribution financially to the podcast helps it run creates more merch opportunities i'll send some out to you it'll be fun today's episode they just keep getting better and better it's an excellent episode my guest today is hannah pilkas she is from paoli pennsylvania let me tell you a little bit about paoli if you're curious population 5600 very small uh only about two square miles or so and is the home of Chubby Checker. He was born in 1941. He's a, you know, it's Chubby Checker. Look him up. Uh, <laughs> he's a he's a rock and roll singer, baby. Uh, and you know what? Chubby Checker, he gives a he gives a good summer. He's a good addition to a summer playlist. Uh, if you're listening to music. Also, if you're listening to this on Friday, July 16th. On the day it's coming out, you can check out live music by Herb Smith in Paoli, Pennsylvania at Tavolia Restaurant and Bar. Also, uh, that starts at 6 p.m. and then at 7 p.m., the little co-ed 5-on-5 indoor soccer at the Civic Center. What else do you need to know about Paoli? It's in Chester, PA, and is a suburb of Pennsylvania. Now, Hannah Pilkis, star of stage and screen, big and small, um was nominated for an independent spirit award at a very young age and she's been acting and performing ever since she's absolutely hysterical and fun we talk a lot about her time in you know where she lives now which is los angeles we also talk about you know the moments where she was living in new york city but you know those some of those formative years were spent in paoli and we talk you know i'm always fascinated with pennsylvanians love of wawa which is a gas station. I know they're going to tear me apart for this, but it's a gas station that serves food. However, you know, that's not how they all describe it. In fact, you know, take a listen to this podcast. You tell me how you describe it. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. What's the holdup? It's ad time. Oh, yeah. It's ad time. And let the good time roll. You know, since 2015, totally good time has been making pop culture street style inspired by the 90s, 2000s, and niche entertainment favorites. Well, what do they got? Uh, how about bringing on Toro Sweatsuit? Check. Empire Records Staff Tee for Rex Manning Day? Check. New Girl True American Hoodie that features the design as the gameplay? One, two, three, four. Check. Now go ahead and check out all of the original pop culture goods over at totallygoodtime.com. That's totallygoodtime.com. And use code FLORIDAVERSUS15 for 15% off your order today. That's code F-L-O-R-I-D-A-V-S-1-5 for 15% off your order today. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Ad time. Do-do-do-do-do. Ad time. Oh, man. Another ad. Well, don't worry. This one will make you hungry. Margarita. Pepperoni Playboy, Guilty Party, Good Thing, Dreams Tonight, Beyond Love, Smoke Signals, Neon Moon, Springsteen, Talking Backwards, Crude Copy, Breakneck Speed. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you haven't had one of Lucky Nick's Pizza's Sourdough Neapolitan Pizza Pies straight from their wood fire oven. And you are missing out. Go ahead and follow Lucky Nick's Pizza on Instagram. That's at L-U-C-K-Y-N-I-C-K-S-P-I-Z-Z-A. For the latest updates about their weekly mobile pop-ups in the SoCal region. It's Lucky Nick's Pizza. Nice little pizza, huh? That doesn't sound good.
Here we go. Here we go. Nope. Nope. No, that doesn't work either. Wait, hold on a sec. Mm. No, that doesn't sound good either. Uh, well, anyhow. <laughs> no song necessary for the one and only the Princess of Paoli. You've known her from stage and screen. The very funny, the very cool, the very fun, the one, the, the very exciting. Who is she? She's Hannah Pilkis. Hannah, welcome to the show. Hello. Beautiful introduction. The song was gorgeous. That's great. I wrote that. I wrote that just... Did, uh, wow, that was an original? Yeah, it was. It was. It was called... Uh, I call that one Tune Up. Oh, and it makes sense. It yeah, is what yeah. it sounds like. I love that. You know how... Uh, you may know this, but you know how uh, Jack White likes to uh, use different guitars from different eras to get different sounds out of them? Right. When I'm tuning my guitar... I'm just twisting the tunes and I'm not paying attention. So nothing's in tune. So whatever you get, you get. Right. It's like an art basel of music. It's just sort of like you kind of feel your way through it and there's the art. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like a, what, what's that? Uh, speak no more in New York. Sleep no more. Sleep yeah. no more. Yeah. There's no speak. But I want to see, I want to see speak no more. <laughs> speak just, no. <laughs> it's just uh, someone shushing you. <laughs> <laughs> speak, exactly. Speak no more is in, is taking place during the uh, Hollywood Fringe Festival in my apartment. <laughs> 18 people are allowed in, uh, in my apartment. And I'm just, anytime somebody talks or whispers or questions anything, I just say, shh, no, no. Speak shh. no more. No, no, speak no more. Yeah. That's it. Uh, well, she's here. She's on the podcast. Uh, it's Hannah Pilkis. Hannah, uh, how are you doing today? All right. I'm good. I'm just trying to hydrate in this in this balmy summer we're having. It's a balmy. It's a balmy summer. Uh, important to hydrate. Uh, have you switched over to iced coffee yet? From regular coffee. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I love a good iced coffee. I mean, I would say my coffee is is 80% creamer and 20% coffee and then some whipped cream. Uh, some things will never change. So yeah. yeah, but I like to throw some ice in there. So yeah, when the seasons change, my coffee order changes. However, mm. I you have imparted wisdom uh, upon me from years back. Okay. And, and people should know that you and I uh, used to uh, be on an improv team together. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and so uh, and so you said uh, we were making a, having a coffee order one day, and you were like, someone had ordered black coffee. It might have been me, and you were like, if it if if it doesn't, you said something to the effect of, if it's not sweet, what's the point? And what's the point of your coffee? Yeah, and I stand by that. What's the point, dude? I want to put that on a T-shirt. If it's not sweet, what's the point? Yeah, that's like that's like a '80s comic uh, tagline, you know. And so, <laughs> sweet, what's the point? Thank you, Cincinnati. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, uh, I mean I get it. It's for energy. It's just to me, I think like why would I'm already annoyed. I hate the morning. You know this. Sure. But I'm like, I I need a treat. Then I need a treat system. I am. I am. Yes. But I'm like a dog. <laughs> I need <laughs> something to rouse me that's sweet and fun. Aww, that's sweet. That's good. Uh, mm -hmm. All right. Well, excellent. Well, uh, we, we're a little into the show now, but I like to do plugs up top. So, Hannah, what would you like to draw our listeners to check out any project, anything upcoming uh, that yeah. you want to draw attention to? Um, you can always follow me on Instagram or TikTok uh, at Hannah Pilkes, P-I-L-K-E-S. Um, I post show dates there. I know that I've got a show, a Stamptown comedy show on the 24th of July. It's going to be really fun, super cool lineup. Uh, and I think I have a show August 15th at Junior High. Uh, and I'll be, I'm sure I have a bunch more um, that I don't know about yet. But I will be posting on my Instagram. I always uh, put in my story shows. I'm going to do a pop-up show uh, and release tickets um, in mid-July. So yeah, stay tuned. Ooh, exciting. Yeah, we can go yeah. to your Instagram for all that information. How have you... See, so I feel like TikTok 
was the first, like all this social media already existed, you know? And then right. TikTok just kind of came out of nowhere. And were you, were you ready to jump on board immediately? Like got to do TikTok or were you like, I don't know, another thing, you know what I mean? I'm still like, I don't know. But you really? know, I, th I think like, I've only ever put up old videos there, but sure. it's like a good place to be like, oh, what about that thing I made six years ago that is like, you know, it's like, I feel like trends kind of go in ebbs and flows. So um, yeah. there's some stuff we've all made that's like evergreen and it's kind of yeah. nice to get rewarded for it years later. But I like watching TikToks. I think that there's like just an insane, like I like the For You page because it's like, mine is just like hedgehogs. <gasps> and dogs with sunglasses and mm -hmm. like really wise babies. Like, I feel like it's exactly <laughs> what I want. And whereas Instagram's kind of gotten like, my for you page is messed up. It's, 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 it's why, like it's, it's stuff that doesn't make me feel good about myself at this point. So I don't yeah. like making TikToks, but I like watching TikToks. Yeah, and it's all a different art form. In fact, I was um I was recently in Pittsburgh and I had I was lucky enough to go to like the Andy Warhol Museum and oh, he's cool. from there. He's from there. Uh, uh mm. and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh? Yeah. The Berg. Uh very interesting <laughs> town, uh good city, but like the Andy Warhol Museum, there's like six seven floors of just retrospective of him. And I had this sense that if he were alive today, he would absolutely love all of this stuff. He would love like Instagram. He would love like TikTok. And the more I thought about it, they're they're kind of like their own genre. Like a TikTok video, you can is a TikTok video. Like it doesn't necessarily translate to Instagram. Instagram posts right. are their own thing, just the way that Vine was, and just the way that like Twitter is for angry uh, people to voice their opinions or <laughs> certainly or yeah, claim that they're uh, comedians. And just the way that Facebook is like conspiracy theories, you know, like Oof, yeah. it's uh, and probably like a big Florida use, a lot of Florida users. Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I think the same thing can be applied to like, you obviously can't bring a vine up on stage with you and do just repeat a seven second thing for six minutes. Right. Um, but, uh, but I am, I, uh, I think it is fun to test stuff out online and then and then bring it to stage. And it's fun because it either like crushes or you're like, oh, this can only live online, you know? And that's right. that's telling when it's like, does it have legs to go before a live audience? And, you know, uh, yeah. I think like really subtle things are really hard to translate to live. Yeah, because uh, you're, you're an incredibly creative person and thinking about, yeah, no, it's true. Uh, thinking about just concepts or projects or ideas, something like you said is just 10 seconds. And like, this isn't anything. This is, might be a line of dialogue in a script, but like, it would be right. a funny, like quick TikTok. Is that, or like Instagram? Like, do you kind of think of different social media platforms in that way? Because you had so much success on social media. Like, do you, do you kind of file those like certain jokes or certain thoughts away in uh in different bins that are social media you know i think for a long time i was like i can't do anything live that's been on social media like it was like there oh, was like wow. a very and i think it was just because i wasn't sure how to do it uh but lately i've been trying like i'll do a character and then let that sort of like transition into stand-up yeah. to be like by the way like i like to do both and i'm weird you know and it also like for me breaks the tension of i don't think i like just doing straightforward stand-up personally i think i like mm. like it's like a, a little hybrid of the two um but yeah I, I i don't know i think i'm i think i'm like forever going to be playing around with that but as of recent i've been trying stuff that i really liked online in person it's been really fun and oh, like good. and it's been nice because it's like oh yeah it's like you did a couple mics when you put the thing up different iterations of it and now you've tried it you know so yeah. it's like nice rewarding yeah what were um some of the stages of the pandemic for you did you uh find <laughs> yourself doing zoom shows or did you find yourself baking a lot did you adopt dogs plural <laughs> well luckily we already had nathaniel which is like oh. i know that so many people got dogs during the pandemic but by the I, way i i love dogs with uh, adult names it's really good i think every dog should <laughs> have an funny. adult 
And also like he has no sense of humor. He's not, he's a very serious dog. So Nathaniel is absolutely like the name that he should have. Perfect um, name for him. Yes. Um, <laughs> it was definitely like staying up crazy late for a while, like drinking too much. Like I feel like that was mm. the first two months. And then it was like, well, now we'd be sober for a month. And then it was like, right. you know, um, I would say like a few months in, I was like, okay, well now I just want to make like little micro projects. So I was like, mm. oh, I'm going to make short films with like a few friends that we can like all quarantine together. Um, That's great. I kind of liked I kind of liked using the time to like experiment with stuff I might not have otherwise given myself the time to do. Yeah. So yeah, I did some really like experimental. We did like a, just a few friends and I quarantined and did like a devised project that we're still kind of piecing together. Um, right. And it was really, really fun. I mean, I've obviously like, deeply traumatic and, and a depressing time, but also hmm. a kind of nice to get time to get quiet with yourself a little bit about maybe what you haven't like let yourself try out or. Um, yeah. I don't know, stuff into perspective a little bit, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think of things uh, in the terms of having in the last year, having any sort of silver lining. However, um, if you, if you were able to make the best of your situation, that was anybody, that was the only time in where in the world that I've, while I've been alive, that everybody was going through the exact same thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I think in a way it like, and it's hard It's hard now when, you, you know, comedy's back and things are back mm. and shows are back and you're like faced with that feeling of, oh, I want to be on their lineup or I want to, you know, it's like that FOMO yeah. feeling is back. And I read a good article <clears throat> about that, but it's like trying to sort of retain this, it's okay if you're not in everything, if you don't do everything, like that's okay. You yes. know, you're still valid and great and like, you know, um, but yeah, I would say <laughs> the Zoom shows, I, I hosted a couple fundraising shows. I loved the medium for that. Like mm. Jerry Goldstein and I hosted a couple shows and made, and raised a lot of money for some great organizations combating Asian hate and, and, and oh, uh, against the um, Asian community, like anti-violence. So that was really cool because you could have like East Coast and West Coast comedians, but yes. <laughs> I don't think character comedy translates <laughs> uh, i mean because yeah. i feel like at that it was just it, i would be at the end of like a two hour long zoom show where everyone did stand up in like a wig and a robe and it just didn't yeah. land yeah. yeah because and you know uh people that haven't had the luxury of seeing you live you're so physical and right <laughs> and that you know and like who isn't everybody is whether they're right. just standing there with their hand in their pocket telling jokes or you know pacing back and forth like Chris Rock or like, you know, jumping around the stage. Uh, right. Everyone's like physical and like that, that's a big part of it. Obviously we all know like it's what 70% of communication is like physicality or body language. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's hard for anybody who like, I don't know, like chemically things change in your body when you're standing versus when you're sitting. So if you're sitting doing a show, trying to bring that same energy, it's like, chances are you're not going to you know? yeah and you mentioned this uh one of the shows that you mentioned coming up on july 24th that's stamp town that's a uh zach zucker does yeah. that right yeah zach's I'm, great zach very talented dude known him for a while uh is that a, a clowning show or are you so what it's are you like gonna do cool, there? it's a cool variety show like mm. um but i think like what he's looking for is yeah people that are uh usually what the acts he brings on are kind of like a cool hybrid of things so I don't know. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do. I think I'm gonna do a character bit. I've been. I've been trying out at different live shows. That's been really fun. So, dude, amazing. Um, yeah. And lately, what I've been doing, so I can't abandon a bit because I get scared or like the vibe seems cool. Is I just bring like props, and then I'm like, well, I've set the props. Gotta, <laughs> gotta, gotta commit. Um, yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, he's oh. great. I saw him perform at Edinburgh a bunch, and he's just brilliant. Yeah. Oh. I'm so happy for him. Uh, happy for him. And that show will be spectacular, no doubt. All right, Hannah yeah. Pilkus, we're all caught up. Please tell me about your hometown of Paoli, Pennsylvania. So we talked about this, that, that, that I, I, I guess I classify my hometown as Paoli, but I was born in, in New York City and moved when I was like nine or 10. So, okay. but I would say from 10 to 18, it was, it was Paoli or bust. Um, <laughs> Paoli or bust, Paoli man. Or bust. Paoli was 
like a suburb of Philly, right off the R5, you would take the Thorndale line from Center City, Philly to good old Paoli. Uh, oh. A lot of trees, you know, it's called the main line, very green. Um, a lot of like old money there. So a lot of um, wasps, if you will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you could definitely feel that sort of uh, uppity energy. But sure. we didn't have any money, which was great. Like we did, we didn't have to be around those types of folks at the country club. Um, mm-hmm. But we, I went to Conestoga High School, go Pioneers. Oh, very to, cool, very cool mascot name. The Pioneers, like, and they and they were in a Conestoga wagon. Oh, um, like Oregon Trail style. Like Oregon Trail style. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. And, yeah, Paoli was a good, it was a good place to live. It was like wholesome and we'd go get water ice oh. at the, at the Rita's. We'd go get hoagies at the, at the Wawa and meatballs in a cup. Oh yeah. Oh. Um, that's, that's so, that is so fun. And so many uh, childhood memories are, you know, for me are also tied to food. And we'll get into that in a little later. A little later, what was it uh, that drew your parents to go from to to pick Paoli of all places? Were they just like, mm, this place looks okay? I think that they thought the school systems were really good. Oh, um, and were they mistaken? <laughs> no, I mean, I think they were good. I think I was like a really ADD kid, so it didn't really matter where you sent me. I was gonna be like. Like, <laughs> uh, I was, I'm not a, I'm not a huge academic. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was kind of like the high school. I remember looked like 10 things I hate about you. Like it was like wow. super big open campus, super big open campus, like beautiful, looked expensive. And oh. my parents moved us from New York because my sister was going to a school called Brooklyn tech mm-hmm. that like was like six floors and the kids, the high schoolers had to like lug their school books up up the stairs yeah um and my mom was like and their kids are doing like drugs in the cafeteria anyway like you Whoa. know I, kids, kids were doing drugs at conestoga they were just more expensive drugs so it's wow. just you know it's all it's all the same shit a uh, yeah, hot take yeah. it's like kids are just it's just whatever they can get their hands on but um, it's like yeah we've all seen euphoria the secret's out there's drugs yeah, everywhere everywhere okay. just and don't take fentanyl definitely, there were drugs at my high school for sure. People were doing like ketamine and nitrous. There was a, there was a big nitrous tank. Nitrous? Community. Yeah, so you'd okay. go get tanks from a guy and fill up, tanks from a guy and <laughs> fill up and fill up balloons. Oh my God. So, yeah. okay, so two things. In my high school, so I, I went to two high schools and it sounds like the first high school that I went to was more like your sister's experience in Brooklyn Tech. And then the second high school that I went to for my junior, senior year, I transferred there. So I would be on a better soccer team and uh, uh, which worked out for me, but uh, that sounded more like Paoli because the second high school was like a private school. And so, so at the private school, you had no privacy. Uh, You had no privacy. You're, Oh, that's your backpack. Let's open it up. Let's look at it. Uh, They were always searching for weed on kids constantly. Kids were always smoking weed. Yeah. Uh, and getting busted for it. And then either their parents would pay them out, uh, pay out the fine or something like that, just to like wipe it from their permanent record or whatever it was, or they were an athlete. And there was this kid, the star basketball player. He, he smelled, he like reeked of weed and he never got searched just cause mm. like, this is our boy. And you know, so there was a I, little bit of a little favoritism. In yeah. So I was dealing with that, but the, I did not in Florida experience uh, nitrous until later. So I went back. So I was living in Los Angeles at the time. And then I was just in Orlando because I fly to Orlando to go back home uh, because I can't I can get a direct flight there and like hang out with some friends. But yeah, oddly enough, I was there with my bag and I was going to visit my grandma. I think it was close to the holidays. I was there with my uh, bag that I took on the plane and I didn't have a place to stay that night. And I was you know, I wasn't going to get a hotel room. Uh, and yeah. I, it was towards the end of the night and I ran into my buddy, Tim. And then we saw this guy who we were both trying to avoid, but we couldn't. And we we're in this small bar. He comes over to us and he's like, Hey, what's up? You know, blah, blah, blah. And like, I was just kind of telling 
Like I couldn't crash at Tim's place because he was driving back to his parents' house. Uh-huh. And and then this guy was like, hey, well, why don't you just crash with me? And I'm like, all right, fine. I didn't want to be with, be there. So what happens is, I don't know, we're in our 20s or whatever. What yeah. happens is, kid I, kid I know for a while, we go back to his apartment and he's got two roommates. I walk in and, you know, there's carpet on the floor, which I usually love, but the carpet was supposed to be like a high pile carpet, but there were there was black spots everywhere and it wasn't and it wasn't necessarily dirt but it was gunk you know like you couldn't yeah was it bong juice it (laughs) (laughs) no mom it's not bong juice oh do you have have bong juice in there (laughs) no because my family just moved out of our my childhood home and they cleaned the they had to rip out all the the attic carpet because they were like <laughs> my dad was like my dad's dad she's like yeah Hannah, we saw all your bong juice <laughs> so i'm back with this kid oh my god the bong juice i'm back with this kid and i'm and he's like oh you can uh fall asleep here it's 2 30 in the morning i'm like great uh he yeah, shows me sure. shows me the couch good then i think he's just gonna leave me be because he does have his own bedroom and I lay down and, you know, I didn't change clothes or anything. Cause like, I was like, the first thing I can do, I'm going to do in the morning is get the heck out of here and like, get like an Uber to like my friend Steve's place. Like he was right. supposed to be his parents, so I couldn't get there, but me and Steve were driving back home. And so he sits on the couch with me and he puts on his Xbox and he's scrolling through like a bunch of like Spotify playlists that he made. And he clicks on squeaky playlist. It says squeaky playlist. And then he looks over me. He's like, Hey man, do you want to do a squeaky? And I'm like, what? And so he, so he had a modified nitrous whipped cream canister that had a trigger on it. And he just inhaled all of this nitrous, like straight to his head. And then he filled up some balloons and he called them squeakies. Like, dude, you want to do some squeakies? He's doing them until five in the morning no and like the most insane amounts like he like he filled up a full balloon i'm not talking water balloon i'm talking balloon like yeah uh, there's it's like so birthday bad for party you balloon. too it's so like it apparently like kills off brain cells like you wouldn't believe yeah and have you ever seen it's called fishing out i mean at least that's what they called it in paoli It's when you have too much from a balloon and you like lose cognitive functions and just like melt down the wall. Whoa, that's so crazy. You're like kind of like passed out for a while. It's like, seems so unsafe, deeply unsafe. Mom, come on, they're just balloons. They're just normal balloons, I'm decorating. No, crazy. That's crazy, you mentioned fishing out because I didn't know that term. But after every balloon that he finished, he would put his head between his knees and just like squeal a little bit. And I'm like, dude, what am I in for here? Yeah, like that's a really depressing situation. So I did like four or five balloons and then, you know. (laughs) So I did some squeakies as you, no, I I tried. (laughs) I think that the one time I ever did nitrous was at that one party. And then I saw the girl fish out and I thought like, I don't think I ever need to do this again. You know? That's yes. Very good. I mean, what were the parties like? Because uh, I, I, um, obviously in Florida, we have like woods parties or beach parties or like yeah. swamp parties and shit like that. But as an adult, one thing I noticed about Pennsylvania is there are a lot of, you mentioned country clubs earlier, but there are a lot of in Pennsylvania, like Elks Lodge clubs or like members only type clubs where people go yeah. to drink. And some bars look like houses. Yeah, it definitely has like an old Philadelphia, like, Mm. you know, this is for the Declaration of Independence. You know, it all (laughs) is very like founding father's energy, especially like in Philly proper. There's all those homes like on like boathouses along the river. Um, Parties were like, (laughs) I mean, another weird thing is that you have this old money, but then you have these like, really wealthy parents with like jam band loving kids going to like jam on the river and going to see like the disco biscuits in at the electric factory. And like, I remember, I just remember like, again, drug stuff. Like I took acid one night and like walked with an imaginary cane like the whole night to like the disco biscuits because like getting off the train, I thought I had a leg injury, like just crazy, crazy nights. We would all take the train into the city 
and yeah. go, you know, we pregame there. The city of, is like Pennsylvania or uh, Philly, The city is right? like Philly. Yeah, Philly, Pittsburgh's okay. like a few hours. Or we'd have house parties. Like one time, house parties were like dope. Yeah, we'd, yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I bought my parents tickets to Young Frankenstein in New York. Oh, fun. And I threw, yeah, but it was all a plan. Right. And I threw a crazy party. Like, Tell and I lived it. in a townhouse that was tiny. The party was so packed that the football players had to stay in profile because they were too wide and they took up <laughs> too much space. Uh, we had a pong table. We had, you know, we had bongs going in the attic. Uh, <laughs> lots of bong like, juice. Lots of bong juice. There must have been like a hundred plus people there in my like tiny ass little townhouse. And my neighbor eventually of course because all the walls are like connected in townhouses yeah. knocks on the door and he looks kind of like a teenager he has like a baby face but he's a grown-ass man and so someone's like come on in dude and he's like no this ends now and so oh no so i guess he called my parents and narked on me and there was a and the police like were like there was a police report filed by one of the neighbors and she said it looked like ants like running through like if you lifted a dish that you know ants attacking jam like they were just running through the town just scurrying these little these little ants like these little high school ants trying kids. not to get underages and my parents were so disappointed in me oh really <gasps> was this the only party that you threw I think I threw others but like with their knowledge like they mm. they were pretty chill they'd let us go smoke in the attic or whatever mm. um and mostly I just don't think I I didn't have a party house, so we would go to other people's houses. What's for in, parties. Yeah, yeah that you bring up a good point. What's what's good about parents that have an understanding of how kids act and how curious they are is they're not saying you've got to be abstinent, you've got to be sober. It's like they want like your parents are smart because they were able to introduce you to these things that you're gonna encounter in your life, but uh learn how to treat them you know or encounter them in like a healthy way either in moderation right. or finding ways to say no thank you you know what i mean because that can be hard right. as like hard as like a high school kid oh yeah no it can be it's so hard i feel like really lucky that my parents were really cool and like communicative and mm. even though they were really cool open easy parents i like snuck out all the time it's almost like <laughs> as a high schooler like even if you have the coolest parents ever you're still like i need to rebel i need to know what it feels like so like one time i like snuck out just to get a rotisserie chicken like for no reason <laughs> it's like snuck out i went to the acme and got like a chicken and ate it in the backyard like i hated it and the chicken tastes better because you snuck Cause was, out. Yeah, and I, I didn't steal it or anything. I fully paid for the chicken. I just snuck out to, to eat it. So and you ate, you ate the whole rotisserie chicken? I love a rotisserie chicken. I don't really <laughs> eat meat now for like ethical reasons, but sure. I, who that that is something I miss eating. I remember, so the same guy, the squeaky guy, earlier in life, I, before I moved to Los Angeles from Florida, I, uh, I lived with this Mexican family uh -huh. uh, and I lived in their master bedroom and it was the grandma, the Mexican grandma, the Mexican mom, the Mexican son and me. And okay. it was very odd. So I spent a lot of nights crashing on his couch. This is pre squeaky. Right. And also our buddy Tim had lived with this guy as well. Yeah. So, you know, but so then we would hang out a lot and we would go to the gym together and stuff. And then we would go to like salad bars or whatever and like he would eat like a whole rotisserie chicken so i was like oh let me try this too and there was like a six month period where for i felt like a like some kind of like animal where i would go to the grocery store yeah get a rotisserie chicken yep. sit, sit down in like the public employee break area with a plastic fork and a knife and eat this thing and one time a family walked by and they didn't even code what they were saying. This kid uh, said to his mom, he's like, is he eating that whole chicken? And the mom was like, oh, he's probably bodybuilding. <laughs> <laughs> what? He's probably body because hashtag gains. Hashtag yeah. gains. Got to do the gains. Uh, also, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the one high school, big high school party I had. Yeah. It was because I, I, I only had one party because I'm growing up with my grandpa, my grandma, my mom. You know, I'm not going to, nothing's getting my grandpa out of the house. Totally. Totally. You know, he's yeah. there. Yeah. And I didn't have like a big enough patio 
or even a backyard area to host anybody. But it's the last day I'm in Florida before I drive to Birmingham, Alabama to go to uh, uh, college. Uh And I'm leaving in the morning. And so then we get two kegs and it's this whole thing. But basically my grandma and my grandpa agreed to go across the street to their friend's house. And there's like hundreds of cars parked. Like my friend, my friends were like parking cars, like valet style, like up the street. And it was, it was so crazy. We ran, the kegs ran out by 1030, 1030. So then what'd you do? So then we were like, all right, the party's over. And, but we like, everyone kept dancing. And like, this is one of the, I mean, there are much crazier details, but like the cute part of this was obviously we're like 18, 19, 20. Uh, my friend, Mike is like 26 and he got us all the <laughs> beer. <laughs> and he, uh, and so, so the beer's out and like people left, but like there were still like 30 people there and everyone was still kind of dancing. But while they were dancing, they were picking up garbage. That's really cute. How cute is that, right? That is really supportive too. What a night, what nice friends. It was great. It was great. Uh, And then the next day, like I almost fell asleep on the road like three times. (laughs) Yeah, so tired. Uh, Yeah, it was insane. Uh, Wait, did you, did you have, did you have like a mattress party or a couch party? Of course, yes, we had a couch party. So basically, (laughs) I mean, that's what we were famous for. Uh, my buddy, (laughs) uh, around the time that I formed, or me and my friends formed our high school band called born Uh with steel, born with steel teeth. Uh, our buddy, Andy, had this idea to throw a couch party and he was like, yeah, dude, you don't know about a couch party. And he could have been making it up, but it was news to me. Right. He He was like, we'll go around and we see a couch on the side of the road. We'll put it in the back of my truck. We'll, we'll, you know, post about where we're going to be that night. And then we party around. It. <laughs> and there was even like an element of like, and you know what? At the end of the night, we're going to set it on fire. Of course. So we're in this, the Goodwill parking lot and like this massive threat, like it, it was like a, a strip mall. And I think there were at least, there was a one Goodwill and at least two or three other thrift stores there. And obviously there's no parking. Nobody's parking there at night. So we boom, plopped the couch down, uh, partied around it, had a, had like a, a, funny. we had like 48 like beers and then a party ball. Do you know what that is? Oh yeah. You guys have those? Half drink. Like it's like a cocktail. No. Okay. So that, okay. You're thinking of like a buzz ball, which is like. Buzz ball. Yeah. So they're like pre-mixed. Those are pre-mixed cocktails that come, uh, you know, just are good for picnicking and stuff like that. What's a party ball? So a party ball is like um, the size of a real fat baby. <laughs> and you can see inside of it, the amount of liquid in it. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of upsetting looking at all this beer through, you know, a green tinted or brown tinted ball, like plastic ball that you can dent. Right. And it's set up like a keg, but uh, about half as much beer and easier to pour and tap. And okay. so we had one, we had one of those and I don't know how many people showed up, maybe 12. And then, yeah. And then the cops came and then these mean girls drove by in their Cadillac and they were pointing at us. And I was like, well, you showed up. Dang it. They're like, cool couch party. <laughs> oh my God. I, oh. Hannah, I can close my eyes and I can see Danielle Shields. Yeah. I'm saying your name. Hanging out the window, pointing and laughing. Oh no! You know what? She just wishes she thought she thought of the couch idea. <sighs> yeah, yeah, she you, did. I guess you didn't get <laughs> to set it on fire, did you? No, the cops made us get rid of all the beer. We had to pretend like my friend Mike was some other guy from New Jersey because <laughs> we were all underage. This is also oh, yeah. This is also December 23rd. So they're like, what are you going to lock these kids up for Christmas? Right. You know? They're like, just be, just get rid of it. Yeah. 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 Get out of here. You freaks. Uh, right. And so, yeah, that was that uh, you, you brought a, Oh, did you have any crazy like party experience? Did you guys like party in the woods or like, was there anything that stuck um, out? You know, I don't, again, I think we were like that we would go to the city or like have Mm. a, I don't think we ever, 
I know like we went like cliff jump, not cliff jumping, we cliff like diving, you know, when yeah, you jump into the water. cliff into the water, which is like so dangerous. Um, <laughs> we would do that and drink sometimes. Um, you know, we would go to the beach in the summer. That was like the, you know, you go to like the Jersey shore and, and again, house party. Yeah. Um, uh, so you know what, as you're describing peyote, it sounds like a place to live. It, it, it's just yeah. like, it's not, ju- it's not that it's just a place to live, but this town is a place to live. And then you go other places for activities and events. Yeah. Is that, okay. Yeah. I think, I don't remember there being anything extraordinary about Paoli specifically other than like, it had a good sushi restaurant and it had a good, oh. you know, it was like pleasant. It was like a pleasant place to be. And we were right off the train, which was nice when I was like, a, I would get on the train sometimes after school and I would take it to the city and I would go look at thrift stores and feel oh. like that's Um, so cool we would do the same thing so like after school we would drive some days if it was like a particularly good day we would drive to the beach and i remember even thinking i remember even thinking at the time it's not that it was close it's like 45 minutes but you think at the time like wow i'm so lucky to be in a place like this however in florida we had the beach to just relax and right that doesn't mean like there's no need to relax when you're 17 years old like we would, right. what stress are you undertaking? Really? You're just like, you don't know how to deal with your angst. And right. all I remember is us kicking a soccer ball around, talking about nothing, visiting our friends that worked at Hooters, but Hooters. what's, <laughs> are you a big Hooters fan? Yeah, I know. I've never been. <laughs> You've never been to Hooters? No, I'm scared. <laughs> I don't know what I do. <laughs> I don't know how I'd be. I'd be like, you're doing really good work. I don't know. It's not a strip club. I know, I know. It's true. It's true. Uh, but, but yeah, but so if you're, if you're growing up in a place like Paoli, you take the train into Philadelphia. Maybe you go right. to New York City. Maybe you go to like somewhere around and you, you understand culture, right? Yeah. Like, did you, did yeah. you feel like where you grew up, you know, based on, you know, where you lived in New York and then in, uh, Philadelphia, that you were introduced to different types of people, diverse people, and like certain cultures early in life? Um, less so from Paoli. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. like our school was so goddamn white. When I lived in mm-hmm. New York, yes, it was like I, there was only two white people in my class, and I was one of them, which I like loved. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, but like suddenly it felt really waspy in Philly, but uh, outside of Philly, but Philly, Philadelphia itself is awesome and super diverse and like. Uh, I really like that about it. And it's like everyone doing different jobs. It's not just, you know, I'm so used to living in LA. Everyone's in entertainment. It's like family businesses, which is cool. Um, And I mean, especially Philly lately has gotten really cool. It's like culturally, like lots of cool art and theater and murals. And they have like a bit, lots of, lots of coming up murals. It's beautiful, super like vibrant city. But yeah, but you, how, how long was that train ride from Paoli to 30 minutes? So, which was nice. Yeah, See, that's great. And you got it there and you've got museums and stuff. And like, but you know yeah. what? I, I'm envious of you is that beach living because the winters in Paoli and like oh. Pennsylvania are depressing. I mean, you got snow days, which was really nice. Snow days when you like didn't get ready for a test and then yeah. you still not get ready on the snow day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, and you know, the grass is always greener, right? Because right. the way that I'm seeing it is externally things in Florida l- can be enjoyable. And you know, Cape Coral where I grew up yeah. is uh, called paradise. Like the sign that you walk, drive into, people on the podcast have heard this many times, but the sign that you see when you drive into town, it says Cape Coral and underneath it says paradise in quotation marks. And the longer you live there, the more it sounds sarcastic. <laughs> paradise yeah Yeah. exactly but it's like externally pleasant but in a place like paoli or a place you know that's like close to a a major market like philadelphia or you know other cities you're internally uh uh changed for the better and yeah yeah and you can bring that with you anywhere you go i can't bring florida sunshine i can tell you about you know the uh the guy who is selling bananas that doesn't wear sunscreen i you know he he passed away probably 20 years ago you know like at well also like Cape Coral Cape Coral feels like it's really for older people like isn't it yeah. isn't it like pretty much a retirement community um it is but what's interesting is it's so 
it's a it was built on a swampland. It's got the most man-made canals, and okay. a lot of houses do have water like Gulf access um, because it was like artificially made. Nobody was supposed to live there ever. But these 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 uh, land developers from the Northeast, <clears throat> they went down to Cape Coral and they were like, "Oh, uh, this is swamp. Let's build." Uh, apartments and houses and luxury homes, et cetera, and sell right. people from the Northeast on this idea of year long summer. And they created mm. it. And, you know, and so, yeah, so people are retiring down there, but also people that, you know, grew up in the Northeast are just kind of sick of, yeah. or even in Indiana and Ohio. Summer. Exactly. They're sick of yeah. the winters or whatever. And uh, they bring their kids down there and that's exactly what happened to me. So we get a lot of people from Indiana, Ohio that had visited there for spring break and also people willing to retire people that are just kind of, uh, done with the rat race of, you know, big city live, you know, totally. I mean, uh, I get, yeah, I think that there's like an annoyance to big city living too, but it's kind of all I've ever known. So, but it, it's, yeah. you know, but it's good for you, you know, like there, Florida will always be there, but what you'll bring there will be better, you know, if you end up in Florida, but like someone like you, right. that, like when you retire I am moving there next week, I'm when, retiring. When you retire in six weeks, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've done it all. You'll be able to bring that there. Yeah. And that'll be more interesting. In fact, uh, talking about what is there in Florida, uh, some interesting food known for, we're known for Cubanos. We're known for mm. key lime pie. We're known yeah. for rum. <laughs> uh, so that brings us into the next segment. What you eating? Hannah Pilkis. So, okay. So tell me, explain, because you are, you're Dutch and there's yeah. some incredible Dutch delicacies that not a lot of people know about. But before we get into that food, tell us what the fascination is with Wawa. Tell somebody who has never been you know, to a Wawa why getting food at a gas station is a good idea. And, and I resent that because this is not a gas station. I know. Um, I, yeah. But, Spoken but, but, as a true you know, person who grew up in Pennsylvania. Well, it's crazy because actually I, I liken it to like, you brought me to Publix and like, that is a really freaking good sandwich. Like mm. Wawa, thank you. I've had hoagies all over the place. I love that you said thank you as if you are Publix. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. That's what um, they call me. They call me Publix Peter. They call me Publix. Uh, no, I mean, I've had, I've, I've had hoagies. I've had hoagies all, all across the globe. And let me this tell you. girls had hoagies. But it's still, the hoagies at Wawa are exceptional. And then mm. you also get to cater it to whatever you're like hungover or drunk or whatever your mood is. You get to lightly toast it, choose your size. You have a really lovely little sleek screen that you get to order on. And it's oh. been that way forever. It always felt super modern. Like even back in the day, you got to just bleep, blop, bleep, blop, bleeps. And then, and then you would just print your receipt and you pay. And then sure enough, beautifully packaged is your gorgeous hoagie. And you can top it off with a little mac and cheese, oh. meatballs in a cup, oh. mashed potatoes. They also have wonderful iced tea alternatives there. Um, not all okay. iced tea. <laughs> oh, they have vegan iced tea. They have dairy-free iced tea. They have oat milk iced tea. All right. You're... You said, okay, enough. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, hold on a second. So in Wawa, for as long as you can remember, you've been ordering off of a touch screen. Is that right? Yeah. I wow. really feel like they've been ahead of the trend for a long time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, just you telling me that I could order from a touchscreen makes me hungry. Cause yeah. I'm, it, it, there's something so satisfying and they're like, do you want to add pickles? You're like, yeah, I want to add pickles. Do you want to add salt and pepper? Yeah. I want to add salt and pepper. Bleep, 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 bleeps. Oh. And then suddenly, you know, and it, it's such smart marketing because they keep being like, but why you can't have your hoagie without meatballs in the cup. And you're like, you know what? You're right. And so put some meatballs in a cup on there. They also it's, have phenomenal soups. And I love a soup. This is all at a place that also sells gasoline. Yes. Okay. Okay. Just, yes. just, okay. I would say they make incredible food and sell gasoline. Oh, okay. Okay. 
<laughs> All right. So, so, okay. Walk me in, walk me through your order. You said you, you curb your order based okay. on how you're feeling that day, but on a day like today, it's a summer day. Uh, you'd walk into Wawa. What are you ordering? What's, what's your go-to? Order? Okay. So I would say I do have a passport rule where like, I let myself eat meat when I'm somewhere that I want it. Sure. And like, you know, <laughs> this is like based off your past experience too. Exactly. So, yeah. so this might be like high school me. So I'm like, bloop, bloop, yeah. bloop. So I have my raspberry iced tea, not an alternative. I get my raspberry Wawa iced tea. Okay. They have great. really good iced tea. It's like probably got like a hundred grams of sugar, just something crazy like oh, that. Oh, that's what you want. Um, and I get the six inch toasted, a oh. uh, uh, little bit of, no, not a little bit. Mayo, yeah. vinegar, yep. lettuce, onion, no tomato, ham, provolone, ham, ham, provolone. Ham. I, oh, I, have, to, I have to applaud you at, not getting a tomato because uh, it sogs. It, 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 yes, it makes it soggy. And also, the only sandwich that I like a tomato on is a BLT because I believe a BLT is a, actually a tomato yes. sandwich. BLT or like a caprese, if it's like, well, yes. it's like pretty much just like, but the tomato has to be perfectly ripe and it can't be some soggy. Right. And it's in a, in a sandwich like this, oh my God, I'm truly, absolutely getting a hoagie after we're off of this. <laughs> You know, a tomato doesn't do any, doesn't add anything in a sandwich like this. So yeah, you got your ham, provolone, like shredded lettuce, onion, yeah. maybe some banana peppers, mm -hmm. um, and then lightly toasted, put some salt pepper on top and it is just divine. Okay. So then you've got your alternative tea. You've got that sandwich. That sandwich sounds delicious. I, yeah. I commend you for that sandwich. Uh, as someone who loves sandwiches, uh, that's up there. Now- yeah. You're talking. You're talking add-ons before. So, uh, a cup of meatballs. Yeah. So then you get your meatballs in a cup, which <laughs> you know, <laughs> which and then and sometimes you can get a meatball sub there. That's also real good. But I think that they make a beautiful meatball there. So so it's really just what it sounds like. It's just like lots a beautiful of meatball. Lots of marinara sauce, mm. first spaghetti sauce, and meatballs. And oh, wow. you can get, you know, four meatballs, six meatballs, and get 12 meatballs if you're feeling really ambitious. And then wow. obviously you're going to get mashed potatoes with that then as well. Um, I think, I'll, I'll tell you this, I, I didn't feel this way until you started explaining it, but I feel like Wawa in every way has been ahead of the curve, as you said, digital ordering, touchscreen ordering, also meatballs in a cup with marinara sauce spaghetti sauce that's keto before keto yeah yeah true true very true and and also you know back to ordering from a touchscreen i there's a human element of ordering and i'm conflicted because on one half i don't want to take certain jobs away from people and like can uh, right. push forward automation however when i am ordering from a person and the line is particularly long, or even if I just see that they're wearing the type of day that they've had on their face, I'll be like, uh, if they yeah. if they didn't hear me say banana peppers, it's fine. You know what I mean? And it's so- a, Well, here's the kicker. Yeah. It makes their job easier at Wawa because otherwise you gotta get the butta, 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 butta. They mm. have all their receipts lined up. You pay first, so you're not bothering them oh. breathing down their necks. And then they give it a paid stamp and then you get to turn in your receipt. So it's a better system. That's it's a like beautiful you're not, thing. You're not preventing. It's not like a robot's building your hoagie. <laughs> you know, you have a really lovely, and that's another thing. Wawa customer service is top of the line. Wow. <laughs> it's really, uh, yeah. They got to pay me some cash dollars because seriously, really, people are going to be, people are going to be driving to Wawa. Get this girl in a Wawa ad. Get her a campaign. I want uh, you to know that I'm postmating Jersey Mike's right now. <laughs> good, good sandwich. They do a good sandwich there. Um, yeah. So, so uh, is is I want to ask two more things about food. Is there a, a big Dutch community in Paoli by chance, and <laughs> or, or no? Certainly not. Okay, not at all. Okay. But your family is Dutch, as you've mentioned. Uh, yeah. your, your dad has a very funny speaking voice. And he does. He has a very funny he, accent. He's just a silly guy. Does, did he say, what did he say about an alligator? Uh, well, uh, what did he say? Uh, I, Do you know well, what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm trying to remember what he says. Um, 
what would you do if an alligator something like that uh, well, I yeah, just I can't I, remember what he says I bring it up because obviously Florida is filled with alligators but uh the Dutch yeah. thing is fun because when I think of the Dutch I obviously think of um uh heartbroken soccer teams yeah little, cute little windmills uh hard <laughs> wooden clogs can you uh, imagine farming in wooden shoes let alone biking like 10 kilometers I mean, it's also crazy. No, thank you. Uh, Brazilian uh, people. Are there any uh, Dutch delicacies or family recipes that people need to know about? And uh, yes. yeah, what are they? So, I mean, I don't know that this is specific to my family, but pufitia um, pancakes are. <laughs> I don't really like American, like traditional pancakes. I don't even know if America is the origin of this pancake that I'm describing. But well, they certainly act like it. Yeah, literally, they're like, we own diners. But <laughs> the pulfrichia is like a tiny, really airy pancake, and you use a really specific pan. I'm pointing to the kitchen as if you can see it. Sure. They're very. Everyone's small. listening. Oh, everyone's only listening, by the they're way. They're almost like, yeah, exactly. They're almost like the size of a quarter each oh. pulfrichia. And it's like a lot, very buttery, light. It's almost like a cross between an uh, uh, pancake that you would have here and a crepe. Um, oh. And you put powdered sugar on it and melted butter, like drawn butter. Wow. Um, those are crazy. And then my dad makes something that's really good called the Hutchpult, which is a stew. It's like a potato carrot stew. And sometimes you can put kielbasa in it. Um, it's just really hearty. I feel like stews are really big in Holland. You know, my dad really loves herring, which is, is, is just raw fish with onions. I don't like it at this point in time. It's a ah. little too fishy for me. Okay. Um, but people love it. It's like traditional, very Dutch. Um, That's amazing. That's very cool. And like you, you mentioned that like your high school is like kind of white. You didn't experience too much diversity, but uh, was were there like particular like a particular like type of people in Paoli? Because like what's Pittsburgh like? Is it? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I don't. It's not Greek, but I forget. I forget like. It's like a big, um, like, I don't know. Was there a, a particular like type of like, were I mean, there a ton of like, like Italians was, there or something? I feel like it was just like wealthy white, like old <laughs> Philadelphia. Like, yeah, you know, obviously there were like, there's a lot of like blue collar, like a lot of like working class folks. Mm -hmm. But I think that's more towards like Philly. The main line itself is like one of the wealthiest places. I mean, I just remember mm -hmm. it really being off-putting to me initially because I was like, people are all like everyone on their 16th birthday gets like a Land Rover with like tinted. Ooh. And it was like, you know, what, when we pulled up in my grandma's Chevy Malibu that on the day we moved from New York, someone had keyed the car and written fuck you and put a computer monitor slammed it on the hood of the car. Like, Oh my God. I remember like asking my mom to pick me up on the corner, which I, in hindsight, I'm like, God, I wish I wasn't so embarrassed, but it was like, I was that kid with like velvet bell bottoms and really long hair and everyone else had Lily Pulitzer monogrammed Ugh. outfits and popped collars and ribbons in the hair, a lot of ribbons in the hair. Well, speak for yourself. I wore a juicy jumpsuit every single day of my life until I was 21. <laughs> uh, and, you, and sometimes you still do. Sometimes so. I can still fit into it if, uh, if I have a good morning. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that more it continues to buy into this idea of like, this was a place to live. And yeah. then, you know, activities were otherwise that, you know, uh, which, which is interesting. And, you know, people got to live there. Um, speaking of being yeah. there, let's go into, oh, I wanted to ask about water ice, favorite water ice. And, uh, and, and do you get the little, like, what is it? Uh, ice cream. Custard? Custard okay. Favorite water ice is a tie. Rita's oh. has an, it's called a gelati. So the gelati, yes. and it's the greatest thing ever. You've got vanilla custard at the bottom, like a nice thick layer of vanilla custard. Then you've got water ice on top of that. And then on top, you've got custard again. So no that matter- That sounds what, like your coffee order. Literally, it's like they are in my head. You cannot have a bad bite because what's a water ice without the custard? So yeah. my favorite two are, if, you're, if it's more of like a really hot day and you want more refreshing, mm. you go mango water ice. But Ooh. if it's more of like a, you know, I'm feeling like I would like, uh, I want like the creamier, you do the mint chocolate chip water ice gelati. Whoa. And that's crazy. And if you want to really mix things up, then you blend it all together and it's a misto. And that's sort of a creamy shake. You're, you're, 
getting so much ad revenue. <laughs> you may I never wish. have to order food again. Um, I do love my water ice. And we had a Rita's mm. in my hometown. And bless her heart, one of the sweetest girls I've ever met, Amanda McCaldin, uh, mm. would, she worked at Rita's. I would drive, it was a drive-thru. I would drive through, never charge me for anything. It was just the sweetest, wow. nicest thing, you know, anyone could have ever done. And I That's did the same nice. thing. Like I worked at an ice cream place and when people would come up, even if I met you like one time or like no, recognize you from the movies, they'll be like, take this, you know what, you know, I'm in high school. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that neighborhood vibes. Did, did, did kids that had jobs in high school were they, it didn't sound like too many kids had like job jobs in high you school, know. but like, was there a community of you that kind of like uh, bartered and traded? <laughs> a lot of my friends, a few of my, I said a lot, and then I re rescinded a few of my friends, <laughs> my best, my still best friend worked at the tanning salon, which was really bad because we tanned way too much and it was not good <laughs> for our skin. And also just like now it's like really problematic, you know, yeah, like, I, like I, in I, hindsight, we absolutely shouldn't have been tanning. Right. Um, and so, and also the thing to do was like, you would tan and then put a sticker, like a heart. Yes. So you would take the sticker off after you tanned, you put the heart. Um, and I remember one time I it was went like a to temporary tattoo type of thing, right? Yeah. yeah. And you, <laughs> you wore no makeup to the tanning bed because it would right. block. You wanted, you, you wanted that skin cancer, but I remember I left the tanning bed and I looked sweaty and stinky. And I ran into my ex-boyfriend <gasps> that, uh, that was two years older than me. And I looked Ooh. a mess and he was with his beautiful girlfriend. He was waiting for her while she was tanning. And I remember oh, being like, hi, Tanner. And it was just, and his name was Tanner. Tanner! His name was Tanner. You're not allowed uh, to go to places like that. I know. What are you doing? So anyway, yeah. Um, but I worked at the drive-thru coffee shop called Trade Winds. Cute. Since cool. I was, and I would work from like 5.30 a.m. So I would sometimes just go to a party and not sleep and like uh, go straight to work, probably a little buzzed and be like, you know, you'd open the little windows and be like, what can I get for you? But I probably reeked of, you know, <laughs> or whatever. That's so funny. In fact, I never was able to do that at the ice cream place that I worked at though. They made the mistake of giving me a key. So when the party would kind of die off and there was like 10 or, you know, 11 of us left, I would say, let's go to Brewster's open the back Bre door. Brewsters? It's an ice cream. It's like a home hometown, like ice cream place. Uh, okay. It's like a small chain. I think they still exist. Okay. And it, it, you know, homemade ice cream, bunch of different flavors, uh, and like, yeah, like your traditional ice creams, your vanilla, your chocolate, your strawberry, mint chocolate chip, pistachio, stuff like that, rum raisin. I remember my favorite thing was when uh, little old ladies would come in and they would order the mm -hmm. rum raisin. They would order the rum raisin. I'd be like, oh, I have to see some ID, ladies. <laughs> oh, cute! I bet they love that. I bet They're they like, love. That. <laughs> but. But uh, when I worked at the uh, local news affiliate uh, for a few summers, I was the, uh, on, uh, the field producer. And uh -huh. <clears throat> sometimes I would go out to these parties and then it was the morning show. So we would be live. We would have to get to the location at 4.30. We would be up live, oh my at, gosh. Five, up live at 5 a.m. So I would go to the party, then drive to, my pl to, to the location and then fall asleep in my car and the cameraman sometimes would be would like be knocking on the window be like peter you know you here wake up yeah i know and he's like hey get a look at peter he's asleep in his car you know like, <laughs> shut up i'm trying to hang out uh all right well uh paoli sounds like a fun interesting place if i were to go there let's get into our final segment one last yeah. thing one good thing if i were to go to paoli you know what's one thing that you would arm somebody with like one thing they should know one place they should check out or uh just kind of a, a vibe that they should expect well okay if you would go to our deli which is a restaurant called our deli you know that like board and it had boar's head all the oh, boar's head yeah. stuff um the owners like our were, deli like toys are us just are the letter r it was just called no O U R. our oh. deli our oh, deli Aww. um our uh the owner was a huge creep so you would have to avoid him yeah. Um, he died. <laughs> so, he got um, yeah. All right. Well, good for him. Uh, but if you go to our deli, you would like sit in the booth away from him because the food was so good. But he was a real weirdo. Nice. Um, and what? And uh, uh, what else did you? What? What are like the must knows about Paoli? Yeah, take the R five into the city. Uh, I think that's Gino's, a train. 
I think Gino's over Pat's when you would go into the city for a cheesesteak. Dude, hold on. What about Jim's? What's Jim's? Dude, Jim's Steaks is really good too. It's on South Street. It's on South Street. That's my my spot. I don't think so. Uh, My spot is Jim's uh, that I like. Um, Mm. But you prefer Gino's over Pat's, huh? I think so. Okay, cool. No, I, I like it. Is that the one with the orange awning? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I like the provolone steak, not the cheese whiz one. Personally. Not the whiz. I love provolone cheese. I love it on a hoagie. I love it on a cheesesteak. I love it. I love it as a dress. I love it. <laughs> I love it, I love as, it a as a skirt. I love it as a dress. I, I, I flop a little slice on my cereal in the morning, you know. Yeah, I love it as a little appetizer, a little appetizer. Yeah. <laughs> It'll get you going. Uh, yeah, I mean, with paoli, it's kind of just like, you know, it is like, don't, it is what it is. It's pretty, like definitely yeah. come by in the springtime. Those cherry Ooh. blossoms are really nice. Oh, great. Um, and, and don't speed on route 30 because Ooh. you go over 20, you go over 25 miles per hour, you're going to get pulled over. They're just trying to meet their quota and you will get pulled over. Solid tip from Hannah Pilkus. Don't speed on route 30. I mean, mm. you're helping people out there. You don't want to pay that, uh, that cop tax that is no. a speeding ticket. You know what I mean? Uh, well, Hannah, thank you so much for taking your time. I do want to visit Paoli. It sounds like a great yeah. place. It sounds like a pl- place to check out. In fact, I was just in Pittsburgh uh, taking a train to New York and I said, I texted you a picture. I was like, oh, look, I'm in Paoli. Went through Paoli. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's also a good way to see it. Just like through a train window. <laughs> <laughs> that might be enough. All right. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your time. And uh, this has been fun. Thanks for letting me know a little bit more about your corner of Pennsylvania, where you grew up. 10 to 18 is where you were, right? Yeah. From age 10 to 18. And uh, just so you know, my hoagie's arriving on Postmates in 15 minutes. So that's all thanks to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fantastic. Well, Hannah, thanks so much for joining us. Floridians, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time.